Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of 90 Minutes With. I'm the Renegade Statman, and as usual, I'm joined by my co-host, Kieran Dyer. It's a slightly different format to the usual episode. As we were a third of the way through the, the season, we thought we'd review Ipswich and, and, and grade their position after 16 games. And then later on, uh, a guest will be diving in. Um, that's the only clue that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you. So uh, welcome to the show, KD. I wouldn't say that's a clue. That's just give away who the guest is. Well, to be fair, there was someone else who did a dive as well. So it could be one of two people, I think. What, Jono? He did a few dives. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. You're looking well. Yeah, I am. Um, obviously, still no transplant. Um, my bloods are doing very well. Um, that I'm not in a critical condition where I need the operation. So I was thinking it could have been three to six months. My bloods are showing positive signs. Um, so the delay in the operation. So um, it's still a waiting game on that um, aspect of it. But yeah, I'm... Feeling good. I'm active. I've uh, been doing a lot since the last time we spoke. Um, so, yeah, um, there's a and, lot to get through. Yeah. And, and any interest in the job market or is, is it the health again, still? It's very, again, it's very hard to, to put myself forward for a job because I could sign for a job and then within six months, I'm gone for a, a couple of months while I have a liver transplant. So um, I've been more active in, I've watched uh, a lot of games uh, in every league. I've been up to Chesterfield to see Dobra uh, play. It's good to see him redis- rediscovering his form that he lost when he was on loan at Colchester. I've seen 
Division Two games, Division One games, Premier League games, European games. Um, I was fortunate enough that um, I went and done an England camp, um, which was great. So I'm working with the elite and seeing the elite um, of our country um, play. We played a couple of games against Italy, so that was great um, to get them juices flowing again. Um, John McDermott, who's the FA technical director, he's got a massive role at England. I was lucky enough to spend uh, three days with him solid, picking his brains, having good conversations of uh, how Gareth how Gareth works, how England works, how he sees a manager at football clubs working. So, yeah, I've been keeping myself really busy and really enjoying it. Fantastic. Um, any standout England players in the training camp for you when you were there? Yeah, you... There's always four or five at that level where you think they usually say it's very hard to predict the future for a 17-year-old, an 18-year-old, because it's just potential at the moment. But there were a few promising youngsters where you'd go, uh, definitely one to watch out for. But obviously, I won't name names. Um, don't think it's right for me to name names, um, especially when I don't work with these people on a full-time basis. Yeah, don't name their names until you've signed them up as your, you're their agent. Then that's the time to do it. I would never be an agent. I don't like that business. It's a cutthroat business. Um, it's a dog-eat-dog world out there as agencies. But, um, yeah, I've been asked to be an agent when I first finished football. Um, but it didn't appeal to me. Um, being a, uh, what's the word? A a celebrity goes on TV shows <laughs> was my was the thing I was looking forward to, and then did that and got bored of that, and then I found my real passion. My real passion is coaching, and uh, like I said, I think I left Ipswich. Was it March time? Yeah, March time. I left Ipswich, and um, um. Like you said, when I went with England, it gets the juices going again. But again, because of my situation, it's very hard for me to uh, commit to anything. But like you said, when you've got um, a lot of contacts, uh, obviously Craig Bellamy and Vinnie are at Burnley, top of the championship. I'm, I can go up there whenever I want and see how they work and maybe take a session and Paul Cook's invited me, obviously, because I've been up there to see Dobbs. I could do sessions. And then you've got John McDermott, who's letting me go along with England camps. Um, I can still practice my craft and learn my craft and be on the training pitch without actually committing to a full-time job. So, um, yeah, uh, it's good. And you've been spotted up at Playford Road a few times this season. Yeah, that's a game. Like I said, because I've watched football, not just professional football, um, uh, I still call them the twenty, the twenty ones. They're my boys. So, um, uh, been to a game at Port Moreau when they played uh, Wigan and won three one. Uh, I was at the training ground when I uh, had a good conversation with the manager uh, uh, when they beat Watford one 0 to end a missed two penalties. So, I still go and try and watch the. Um, the 21s, the 18s, because 
a lot of the twenty ones, even the first team at Ipswich, a lot of the players are in contact with me. They they they, they drop me an odd text, uh, just asking me to just to pick my brains and ask me for advice. Um, I never give too much advice where it might be uh, contradicting what the manager's saying because obviously you have to listen to your manager. But I'm always there for them. I think when I I left the football club, you see from the um, social media post that a lot of the players did um, from the first team and from the 21s. Um, they valued my opinion. They valued me as a coach. So, um, yeah, I'm going to help them as much as I can um, because at the end of the day, I am a fan of the football club and if they're doing well, then the club are going to do well. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I've been at Playford Road a couple of times, yeah. Yeah, I've seen a photo of you and, and Kieran McKenna, which is a, a nice segue into the, the review. So we've played 16 games, second place with 36 points behind Plymouth. I think, you know, I've got a few questions. First question is, is that where you thought we'd be at the start of the season at this stage? You would have hoped that we would have been in the top two. Obviously, the the, the ambition of the club at the start of the season was to get promoted. Um, so to be second, five points clear of a third place team, I'd say that if I was grading the season a third the way through, it would be an A. Um, not just for on the pitch as well, I think off the pitch. Um, it's been absolutely, we couldn't have wished for a better start. When you're talking about how the season started, um, something that's dear to me, uh, being a black coach I know how hard it is for black managers and black coaches to uh, get into the professional game so I think Kieran McKenna um, signing Grantie as one of his first team coach giving a black person an opportunity again I'm not saying he gave him an opportunity because he's black you have to be good enough to get the role but um, I think that was brilliant Grantie not many people know that uh, Grantie is on my pro license course Um when he was on our pro license course, which started last season, he was still a fourth choice goalkeeper at um, Manchester. He's got a wonderful way about himself. Um, everyone loves him on the course. He's very humble. He wants to learn. He wants to improve. Um, and obviously when he left, uh, when he gave up his career, I think David De Gea, put a wonderful post out there saying what a great guy this this bloke has been for me and I think when you've got one of the best keepers in the world posting we're just talking about the 21s how they posted about me but you've got the best goalkeeper in the world posting about Granny's character um, it just goes to show how valuable he, he is to um, the coaching staff at Ipswich again speaking to the 21s and a few of the first team players, he's fitted in like a glove. And um, I think that was uh, a great appointment by Kieran McKenna. And you've got the kit. The kit has been absolutely magnificent. You've got Burley's bar, which is uh, a, a, a great, what is the word? It is a great, it just shows you what George Burley means to the football club. Um the boxer Wardley getting him to do the promotional campaign, Ed Sheeran signing on for more shirts. Um, like I said, it's all been an A. Um, and then on the pitch, um, we've won a lot of games when we've not been at our best as well. 
And it just goes to show that they say a good team is when you don't win at your best. And um, I think a lot of fans are saying this is a game we'd have lost last year. This is a game we would have drawn last year. So, um, yeah, uh, everything's going well on and off the pitch. But again, we're only in October, well, nearly November and leagues and achieving things. You don't, nothing happens in November. It's all about May. So it's been a brilliant start. Um, also talking about the A, I was, I went to, I was a guest at Plymouth. Um, I know someone who's an ambassador of Plymouth, uh, the chief executive of Plymouth invited me to the game. I went there. I would have never have gone to the game if I I didn't realise how far Plymouth was. I thought Plymouth was just round the corner for Bristol. Like six and a half hours later, I'm like, what the hell am I doing going to this game when it was on Sky? I couldn't believe how far. And then I'm in there kind of like director's box and I look to the right and the whole away end is just like full. And I'm just like, what the hell? Couldn't believe it. And then obviously I was... I went to the Cambridge game uh, in the Pizza Cup the other day. Again, over a thousand fans on a Tuesday night in a dead rubber game. We were already qualified and I'm just going, wow, scary. To get that attendance and you've got no dis... I don't want to get the Ipswich Norwich and Norwich boasting about the figures they're getting in the championship and we're a division below them and we're getting uh, a better... Our average attendance is brilliant. Um, the only I would have give us probably an A plus rather than an A, but because we lost in the League Cup to Colchester, which if we'd have played them a hundred times that exact same game, we'd probably win ninety nine times out of a hundred. It was just one of them games where we just could not uh, score any chances, and then um, us being second and not first, uh, which just goes to show the the form Plymouth are on. So, um, yeah, uh, it's been a fantastic season. And uh, like I said, we're only our third way through and let's just strap in and let's see how the season goes. Who, who's been your signing of the season? Oh, I always, because I've got that development, I'm a development kind of coach, I think, because I've worked with kids and you tried to develop them. I think the signing of the season, I look at who could be a massive asset to the football club and Leif Davies. I knew all about Leif Davies from when, obviously, it was a major uh, a major position that Paul Cook was looking for. And he was one of the players on the short list with uh, Colson. That was him and Colson. They were going to be the left back and... Um, at the time, no one thought they would could, could get Leif Davis. Um, he had a wonderful pedigree. Leeds thought really highly of him. Um, he was strong. He was powerful. He was quick. He was up and down like a uh, like a modern day fullback. Um, so when I look at potential and an asset, I know we paid big money for him. I think we paid. Uh, over, over a million pound from him so it just goes to show <laughs> that if a league one club can play him for a million pound for a fullback then um, they must think very highly of him 
Um, and I think he has got the potential to play in the Premier League. It'd be nice for him to play in the Premier League with Ipswich, but I do think that he can go on to the next level. Um, he had his injury problems last season. I think Scott Parker took him on loan at Bournemouth, so it didn't kind of work out. But um, it took him a while to get adjusted. Uh, I think the majority of his, uh, his time he has been as a fullback, he's now playing as a wingback and it's took his time. But in the last game, you see that he's nearly up to full pelt. And I think that he'll be uh, the best signing for Ipswich. Um, going through the other signings, um, seeing the great video that Ipswich put out of the scenes after the game, Richard Keogh. I am my doubts about Richard Keogh as a sign. I'm thinking, why are we signing a 36 year old? Uh, um, but you can tell he's a leader in, on the pitch. Uh, I think Cameron Humphreys came out and uh, did an article before the Cambridge game and said how him and Dominic Ball give him great advice, not just about football, but about life and stuff like that. He's a good mentor. And you just see him, the way he was hugging players and going up to the crowd and celebrate, celebrating. I think he's going to be a real leader for that squad. I think he he's good enough to play in our team, by the way. Don't get it wrong. I see him against Cambridge. I know it was a dead rubber and you could say it was only against Cambridge, uh, but he was the best player on the pitch on the day. I thought he absolutely cruised it. Very good on the ball. Uh, he's played at such a high level in his career. Um, but we haven't seen too much of him. Um, obviously, the striker we signed from Burton. It's been unfortunate with his injury, so I can't really comment on him. Then the one that splits real, um, splits the fans is obviously uh, our striker, Freddie. Um, and I would say the way our gaffer sets up the team and we are trying to dominate possession, a lot of our play goes through our number 10s more than where we look where he was at Rotherham and it would go bypass the midfield and straight into the striker. And if you look at the league goals he scored, he scored against Plymouth. Um, he could have had a couple more that day and then obviously scored two the other night. And what I'd like the fans to actually look at in them two games is that Plymouth pressed us high and when they went man for man all over at the back, pressed us, tried to get the ball high up the pitch. Um, and so did Port Vale. So when teams press you and they give you space to play, once you beat them, Freddie scored all his goals. But the majority of the teams that I've seen who've played Ipswich this season, they've come not to be beat. They haven't come to win. They've come not to be beat. So most teams are playing with a back five. So you've got five on the edge of the box. You've got four in front of them. And you look at James Norwood, you look at Piggott, you look at Macaulay Bond last season, even when the gaffer first came in and we were on our great run of form, they weren't really prolific. And obviously everyone's talking about Freddie hasn't really set the ground running, but I'm telling you now as a player, um, it is very, very hard to play against the low block and break teams down all the time. And it is especially more harder for a striker because you've always got a centre-half marking you and the other one covering you, if you know what I mean. So everyone could be man for man on the pitch, but the centre-forward always has two against him. So it has been challenging for him. What was really 
good for Freddie, I think, as though he was in the right place. He was in the six-yard box to get a tap-in, which I liked. Um, and I wouldn't be worried about having a prolific striker. You looked at, I'm not comparing Ipswich Town to Man City by any means, but Man City won the league last season. Their top goal scorer was De Bruyne with 14 goals. But the great thing about Man City, they had De Bruyne on 14, Mares on 13, Sterling on 12, Foden probably on 10, uh, Rodri on eight. You know what I mean? And even with Ipswich this season, they're talking about, we need a striker, we need a striker. We're the second highest goal scorers in the league. Uh, I think Plymouth have got one more goal than us. And I think um, Peterborough have got a lot of firepower. Um, have the same amount of goals with us. So as long as we're getting goals from all over the pitch, then um, I don't think it's a real problem. But for Freddie, I do feel sorry for him because we are playing against the low block a lot of the time. And you look at Jesus last season, okay, he wasn't a regular for Man City last season, but what well, he scored eight league goals and he was a centre forward in the best, the most dominant team. So it just goes to show how hard um, it is to play against the low block. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think that let's judge him more at the end of the season, how many goals he gets. Um Marcus Harness has contributed a lot. The thing with Marcus Harness, I always watched him and I always liked him, but he was a winger. And I feel that sometimes he's uncomfortable playing as a 10, getting in a pocket and on the half turn. I don't think that really is his strengths, if you know what I mean. But you can't argue with his goal return. But obviously there's times where people have said uh, Wes Burns, um, isn't playing to the same level as last season. I'd be interested to see um, Marcus Harness some games high out wide and right where he's in a winger and using his trickery and stuff as well. But again, this is just my opinion. <laughs> Listen, the gaffer Kieran has done many things wrong. So, um, um, yeah. Talking of Wes, but talking of Wes Burns's form is again last season we were so dominant down the side with him and Danassi and teams overload that side to stop and I just think that's great that Leif Davis is now <laughs> coming into his own because okay you're going to overload that side then we'll kill you down the left hand side and um, two of our goals came down the left hand side so if we've got firepower down both sides then I think Wes Burns will. Teams will have to start. Well, they won't be able to double up that side because we're so good down the left. And I think Wes will come into his own. So um, the signings of they've just enhanced the squad. Um, obviously, Don Ball again. Haven't seen, seen too much of Don Ball. Um, I watched the game the other night. Uh, he got tired towards the end and gave some balls away. But that's to be expected when you haven't when you haven't played that many games but again he seems to be a good leader and um, I'm not going to judge Kamara um, no. after his game because I can remember Sonny Aluku's first game in the cup against Newport and I was just like wow if we signed like a 50 year old man that's what I thought at the time <laughs> and then it obviously when Sonny got up to match speed he was my he was my favourite um, player which I love Sonny so unfortunately he's injured so uh, 
let's just let's not judge Kamara from uh, his performance against Cambridge because he's been out for a long time. Two, two players I want to speak to you about. One is Christian Walton, and the other is a, a young eighteen-year-old who scored on his full league debut on Tuesday night. Um, thoughts on them? What well, I mean, Walton seems to. He seems to really blossom to me from where he was last season, particularly with his kicking in the, you know, that area. Again, when I just said Leif, Leif Davies has probably got the potential to play in the Premier League with a higher club if Ipswich doesn't get Christian Walton, um, I feel will play in the Premier League one way or the other, whether it be with us or with another club. Um, terrific shot stopper the amount of points he saved this this season when like I said we haven't played at our best and we've ground out some results I think he saved against Burton a couple of saves he made against Burton when a player was on the six yard box with a tap and then he pulls off a wonder save um, yeah even his kicking's improving I think that's down to the coaching staff and Kieran and um, the coaches because um his kicking was nowhere near as good as last season, even in the three and four games where I was assisting John. Um, he wasn't very comfortable with the ball at his feet. Now, um, he's not an Edison, <laughs> don't get me wrong, but he looks to play now. He's got more com- He's more confident, even when we're trying to play the counter-repress. He comes out of his, his halfway up the pitch on the line to stop the balls over the top. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Christian's having a fantastic season. He's going to go on, um, like I said, to have a real, real top, top career. And Humphreys, I mean, you must have been proud as the the owner of the Cameron Humphreys fan club for his his goal on Saturday, uh, Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, again, like I said, with, with England players, um, Working on England camp, and I say, and I can guarantee I can pick players and say they're going to make it. Um, I think when Ben Knights was at Ipswich, there was only one player better than Ben Knights. So, all the year I had with Ben Knights, we played one team, we played Birmingham, and that was the only time he wasn't the best player on the pitch. And that day, they had a young Jude Bellingham <laughs> who was younger than Ben Knights by 15. And I remember saying to Ben Knights after the game, I finally found a player who's better than you. And now you look at the career Jude Bellingham's had. Listen, I'm not saying Cameron Humphreys is Jude Bellingham, but I'm just saying people say, are oh, you told the fans? And listen, I ain't told the, f- it was just my opinion. I wasn't trying to put anyone down in the football club. I wasn't trying to put Lee Evans down. I wasn't trying to put anyone down when I said I feel that he's the second best midfielder at the club. It's just that was just my opinion. That's how highly I, I how highly I thought of him. Um, I see it. I see it every day for two years on the training pitch. I see it when he trained with the first team. The, the boy is a talented player. Um, I never worried about him physical his physicality. Yes, he's not the biggest or the smallest, but when they do pre-season, he wins all the races. <laughs> I think when the club put out the the pre-season training, Cameron Humphreys was storming away from all the senior lads. He's just very gifted with his running ability. And I just thought that will that will show up um and help him with the physical side of the game. Um so 
yeah, um, hopefully has a big part to play this season. I think now the gaffer and everyone will know he can be trusted. Um, and let's see. Um, let's see. But again, we talked about Christian and Leaf and I think he... I think he will play at the top, top level. Um, I'm 100% sure of it. So um, let's watch this space. But um, I'm really committed on that. And I don't want to glow or thing because at the end of the day, I always say this, like, how much can a coach really help a player? I think the, the science, if they break it down, is what we can give a player 10%, maybe 10%, so 90% it comes with him. He's a God-given, talented kid, like a lot of, of like Flynn Down. So all we do is we can give them some guidance, but it's all down to them. It's not down to me or Ads or Brian Why, um, Cameron Humphreys is part of the first team squad. It's not part, it's not down to Kieran McKenna or it's down to Cameron Humphreys and I think it was brilliant that he came out and talked about and I think it was brilliant that Kieran McKenna came out with that because he can trust Cameron Humphreys when he came out with the praise he's such a humble kid like he said he'll be back on the training and not many people know so he scored the winner uh, well, he scored and had an assist on the Tuesday night he's then watching the youth team in the FA Youth Cup against some non-league team that's how humble he is he, he doesn't forget that he was part of the academy process so he's gone down to the academy to watch the game he's a humble he's a humble kid now and that's testament to him um, I wish I was humble like that when I was in the first team in 17, 18 I bet many people so that's down to good parenting and just brought up in the right way and fair play to him by the end of the season, will he be the best midfielder in, in the club if he gets a good run in the side? Uh, again, I think potentially he is the best he is the best midfielder at the club, but it's potential at the moment. Um, like you said, if he gets a run of games, then he could really flourish and blossom. So, uh, as an Ipswich fan, well, as someone I really respect and like Cameron, I want him to play every game, but then probably if he plays every game from now to the end of the season, good luck holding on to him at the end of the season. It's one of them ones. So maybe, so maybe Kieran's got it right, just dabbling him here and there for a game. And uh, But again, I think he's an Ipswich fan. I think that again, he'll make decisions all about his career. He won't make decisions about who pays him the most money. Um, listen, uh, I was worried that when he'd only played, I think he'd played only in the Pizza Cup. So he had the three games in the Pizza Cup. We lost in the League Cup. So that was his fourth game. And then I know he played basically a game and a half in the 21s. You could say the Pizza Cup is like 21. So I'm thinking for his development bloody hell he's only played six seven games this season how is he going to get better but then he played the other night um, so um, 
yeah, you need a games program because the only way you're going to develop is keep playing games. Everyone used the Foden, the Foden one, yeah, but look at Foden, he didn't go on loan and and he trained with Man City. And again, this is no disrespect to Ipswich Town players, but Foden training with De Bruyne and everyone every day is a lot different in our youngsters training with our first team. Let's, let's not try and hide the fact. So, um, and every player is different. So, um, yeah, I would have thought maybe he would have gone on loan in January, but now the gaffer can see that he can trust him. I think that he will be going nowhere and he'll be part of match day squads going forward. So, uh, be interesting to see what happens against Charlton. Big call there. Morsey will be coming straight back in the team. And obviously there's Don Ball and um, Cam. But we've all got to trust Kieran McKenna at the end of the day. We're all, we've all got our opinions. Um, we can't complain about him, can we? No. And even like when I came up with the thing and fans are bloody hell trying to criticise us. That's only my opinion. You've got your opinions. You think... Wes Burns is the best player. You think Carl Edwards is the best player. It's an opinion. Can't shoot down someone for their opinions. I just felt strongly about Cameron Humphreys. And like I said, since we've been doing the podcast, like the, you keep me up today saying we're getting stick for in, in, in interviewing James Norwood. I don't do it. They, people think I have an issue against the club and that I need to get the club. I've got no issue. I'm a fan. So if I'm a fan, I remember doing a 1-11 to through hundreds of players for uh, those were the days because I thought it was something the fans would like to hear. So when you did my podcast and I formed a relationship with you, I said, let's get some guests on. So the only reason why we got a James Norwood on well, was to ruffle feathers at the football club and make, no, it's he has got an interesting story. Yeah. That's all. It's no... I want him to slag off this and that. No, I want Ipswich to get promoted. That's simple. I told yeah. you, I'm not bitter with the club. I left the football club. It was me. There was no one else. I didn't get kicked out of the football club. I left the football club. That was my decision. I explained my decision at the time as I wasn't aligned with uh, people above them. That was it. So there's no agenda behind it. Um well, I'll tell you what, um, it's just come up on the top of my screen that somebody's entered the yeah. the, the waiting room. I don't want to keep him. Uh, so quick question. Are we, I know it's the end of October. Are we going to finish in the top two at the end of the season, would you say, at this point? Oh, I The reason why I think we'll come in the top two is because of our squad, where I'd hate to be a front player in our squad with the manager because he rotates them all and if you score goals, you get this confidence. But I feel that on Tuesday where he changed up the team and we had a whole different front three, no other club in the league can do that and be as strong. So I just think that our, our squad will will see us through. And I don't know if we'll win the league, but we'll get promoted in the top two and then uh, mission accomplished. And then championship, here we go. Looking forward to being back in the championship seems a, a weird thing after 19 seasons of trying to get out of it. Um, I'm, 
I'm going to let our guest in. Um, I was just going to ask you if you had any advice. He's ringing to... me now. The guest right. is ringing me. You better let let's him let, in. Let's let him in. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey. Hey, you guys. How you doing, pal? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good, good. We were just... Uh... Overrun talking about Ipswich so far this season. So oh, nice. Well, we've got plenty of to talk, you know. So they're doing well. So it's it's a good time. What do you think of Ipswich this season? Do you think they're going to get promoted? It looks like it looks like, and uh, they look quite strong. So uh, I don't I don't see I don't see who's who's going to compete with them really. I mean, Plymouth they have unbelievable start, but how long they can last? Who knows. Mm. And you look at the other teams, you know, who are behind them. Sheffield Wednesday, big, big disappointed last night, you know, drop points. And, and this is, I think, the difference for me. If you drop points, the teams who are near near to the relegation zone, I think, I think they're going to cost you a lot at the end of the season. Yeah. That's what, what I think Ipswich, they, they, I see the advantage because... Ipswich doesn't seem to drop any points against the team who are bottom half, you know. So that's that's a good sign for them, I think. That was the problem last season. Stat weren't it? I don't think we beat any of the clubs that came up the the season before, which is mind-boggling to think about it. Mm. The three clubs that came up, we didn't win any of them games. Which no. is, you do the points there. That's probably eleven, twelve points gone already, which can make all the difference. Exactly, exactly. What are you doing with yourself now? Uh, quite a lot, quite a lot, you know. And uh, I've been spending lots of time in UK. Yeah. Meeting people, going watch uh, watch games. And also I've been meeting lots of different uh, coaches, you know, sports science analysts. You know, I think it's a good time to use that time when you've got in your hand because... Kieran, I mean, I mean, you, you you've been at the club as well and working with even with the youngsters. But when you're in, you kind of in that bubble, so you kind of forget the the outside area. So is the now I'm I'm using I'm using this and uh, you know is uh, of course being in in Finland right now is not helping. But at the same time, you know, I travel in Europe a lot. I'm going tonight. The special one is in town, so I'm going to watch the game. 
uh, HAK against uh, Roma. Jose Mourinho is coming coming <laughs> down. So it's always good to see those those uh, European games as well. You know, so you you learn a kind of quite a lot from them as well. So when um, Paul Cook left, did you? Because you've come out and said that you have applied for the manager's job at Ipswich. Did you apply when Paul Cook left, or was it more after Mick McCarthy left? Or uh, I did twice actually. When when Mick left, and also also when when Paul Paul left, you know. So Paul Lambert or Paul Cook? Uh, Paul Cook. Okay. So uh, you know. We both know the the club inside out, and uh, for me, I think it's very important. Also, you you as a, I always said, Ipswich is not a, just a normal, usual, another club. It is something special, and and I think you have to know the surrounding, you have to know the area, the people, you know, and uh, it, that clubs mean a lot to those people because there is nothing else at Ipswich. Apart that Ipswich Town, you know the Tractor Boys, and I think you have to understand that. And uh, for me, being there a couple of years, you know, uh, I kind of understood pretty quick. You know, listen, Kieran, you've been—I mean, Newcastle is another one. Mm-hmm. You know, Newcastle—you have to be there physically, I think, to understand the meaning of those supporters, how much that means to the club. Mm. You see a lot in TV, but unless you're there every day, you've been there much, much longer than me. Yeah. Unless you're there physically to feel it that you don't understand from the from the TV screen. It's impossible to explain, yeah. Yes. Yes. So that, that's how I see Ipswich a little bit like, like that as well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I thought I, I knew what was going on. Did you ever... Because, uh, you know, we, we we both have, you know, we lived there uh, long and you still live there. I, I spend lots of time there as well now. And, you know, you know what's people who worked at the club, people who worked previously. So it's kind of, it was easy for me. And I, I kind of had the idea where, where to, where need to be changed to have that success or start to having that success. And uh, because I, I felt lips which little bit with the past, mm. you know, with your era, my era, because, you know, we used to play great football and that's what cost the club a little bit, you know? Mm. You know, with, and yeah. the fans were still thinking we're good football inside and we have to play great. But I think we lost that little bit both. Identity, football, we lost identity, yeah. Yes. And these these kind of things, I think, you know, but surely, surely things, things I think, start to change now. Did you get an interview process at the no. time? Oh, no. Uh, I did. Uh, I did send my proposal. Yeah. Actually, at that time was still uh, still uh, Marcus Evans in charge. Hmm. And I actually, uh, I knew, I know for a fact he made some decision on based on my proposal because I think, I think I give him a quite a lot of information mm. about the club, what Thank happened you. since since he took over. And I think he was surprised because some of the question was raised at the club next day. Mm. You know, that, that was based on my proposal. Yeah. And he makes some changes after that, my proposal. And he said, he's going to come back to me. But obviously then 
never ne- they never came back to me and you know and, and in a way i understand you know they they probably have somebody in mind and mm. and stuff and um, and i think that time they pointed uh, they pointed also uh, paul lambert you know yeah i see your brochure your brochure at the time uh it was fantastic little pamphlet of information you had and who you'd be bringing in with you it was it was very impressive i have to say um it's just a shame you didn't get to pitch your ideas um well i have i had the staff you know prepared staff who actually there were many years in in premier league and and you know had success in premier league and you know even even have a have good uh, success in in the champions league you know international level so I was really prepared. I was really prepared, you know, because uh, you know that Ipswich gives you that opportunity, and and I was I was prepared for everything, you know, and you know I had some experience experience uh, start with me. So, you know, like I said, uh, I knew what needed to change, and I was pretty well prepared for that. Yeah, good, good. Stat, do you want to ask any questions? Do you want to go into his career at Ipswich and? Yeah, I've I've got over the starstruck bit. Welcome to the <laughs> show, Shefki. Um, Kieran stole a few few of my questions, and I, I, yeah. I guess I'm a I'm disappointed as a as a, as a fan that former players who are really keen to to want to to have the manager's job or, or aren't at least given the opportunity to have have an interview. Um, so that that's disappointing to hear. Um, I kind of just want to go through your career, really, Shefki, at Ipswich. Um, and we'll, I'll ask you a few questions about a few of your goals and a few of the moments that you you kind of remember. Um, if it's okay with you, I want to take you back to your time at Sheffield Wednesday. They just got relegated into what would now be be League One. Um, how, how did it come about you going on the transfer list? And at what point did suddenly you realise that Ipswich was the club that you were going to join? Well, obviously, uh, I mean, Kieran knows well when when the manager changes, they always always seems to have their preferred prepared players, or, or should I say, you know. And uh, that time, uh, I was I was Sheffield Wednesday, and uh, and the manager changed, you know. And uh, obviously, the new manager comes in, and you know, he just uh, I wasn't I wasn't one of one of his favorite player, and. Uh, and uh, lucky enough, uh, Joe Royal got the Ipswich job, and Willie Donicky was the assistant coach at uh, at Sheffield Wednesday. So Willie left next day. The day after Joe, uh, I think it was uh, it was uh, Monday announced that Joe got the job. Willie left Tuesday. Tuesday, and uh, I had a call phone call on Wednesday saying that would I be interested uh, going there on loan? And I, I remember like today, you know, and uh, I uh, I said to Willie, I said, uh, on loan for one month. I said, not really. I said, uh, one month goes very quick. You know, the Ipswich, you know, is the other side of, of the country, you know. So for me to move three, four games, what, what I'm going to do in a three, four games, you know? He said, well, let me let me talk to the gaffer and, and I speak to you then soon. So then about an hour, an hour later, the phone call, you know, gone again. And uh, he said, listen, we want to get you for three months. 
and let's get you down here for three months and then uh, see how how things goes and and maybe maybe we can uh, we can uh, add that more more time on so i said okay in that case you know three months is is different so i'll i'll uh, i'll want i'll want to come and uh, he said okay you go in training tomorrow don't mention anything to anybody you know you don't know anything and uh, we will sort it out so i said okay i went uh, i went on uh, on thursday in training like nothing was happen and then friday morning uh the assistant called he said the uh, uh, big man the gaffer wants to speak to you i said speak to me about what he said i don't know uh, you need to go to see him so i went uh, it was chris turner i went up in his office he said listen we uh, we had a phone call from ipswich they want to take you on loan i said all right ipswich he said yeah i said uh, okay so he said, well, listen, I think the clubs, clubs are more and less agreed. You know, I think you just need to speak to them. And uh, if you agree with them, then, uh, then uh, you know, you go and join them. So obviously everything was agreed, you know, with, <laughs> before, you know. And uh, I said, OK. He said, listen, uh, if, you, if you're going to go there, don't train with us today, you know, just in case anything can happen. So uh, I took my boots took everything i said uh, goodbye to the lads and uh, went home i was i was living in manchester and uh, then uh, willie was living in manchester as well because we used to travel together when we were sheffield wednesday you know some of the game, away games you know i didn't have to go to sheffield and then then go to the game so willie picked me up and and we go together so willie said okay you stay home i'll pick you tomorrow and we go straight to the to the hotel. We played the Watford away on that Saturday. So Willie picked me Saturday. We met the team in a, in a hotel for the pre-match. And uh, Joe said to me, he said, listen, big man, you've got to start the game on a bench, first half. Have a look a little bit what we do and how we play. Obviously, they explain, but he said, just have a look at it. And uh, you come on uh, on the second half. And then uh, I sit on a bench and then uh, they scored. Uh, Watford was winning 1-0 after uh, first half. And then 15 minutes before half time, uh, they told me to go in a warm-up. And uh, I came on and uh, as you probably remember, that almost my first touch, I scored the equaliser 1-1. And, uh, and then Jim scored a free kick 2-1. And from then it was... It was history, you know. After after a couple of games, they will start singing, sign him up, sign him up, and then uh, obviously, I, I think it, it, after three weeks, three weeks, I uh, I signed, I signed uh, permanent, permanent. So it was it was great start, and and from then we went, uh, we went, we won seven on a bounce, and actually, I have somewhere. Somewhere the 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 CD, you know, we used to do those CDs before, when it was the magnificent seven. <laughs> so I still have somewhere somewhere that. Brilliant, fantastic! It was a great pass from Jim Jilton for you. I think it was about six seconds you were on the pitch and 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 stuck it away. Um, I want to just jump to October, uh, Crystal Palace. Uh, we we played them away. Um, we we ended up beating them four three. You scored a goal right at the end of the 
right at the end of the game. And I always remember the the commentator saying that you were under a bundle of Ipswich players. Do you, do you remember that game at all? Believe me or not, I do remember almost everyone. And <laughs> this one, this one, the, the guy from Switzerland sent me the other day that link. <laughs> uh, Crystal Palace, Ipswich. And uh, and the goal, it was in the end, the goal when Tommy Miller played it over and, and uh, I just left it over, over the keeper and uh, and he put the, the message there. So I do remember, you know, it was it was amazing. And to be fair, those, I mean, Kieran, you know this, those goals when you score the last minute, you know, that, especially away, for, away from, from home, that gives you a huge boost. You think we are something great here, you know, and... Uh, you know, we had some great, great memories, you know, so that time. So for me, it's always, always is a special, special uh, place and a special club because I always say, you know, Ipswich give me that platform, you know, to go and, and play Premier League football. Do you feel that team should have got promoted? 100%. Mm. 100%. And... Uh, you had some fire. We, we had the unbelievable, you know, team to be fair, and the way we played. And I think because we were so open, we had that mentality. If you score two, we score three. If you score three, we will score four. And that's maybe, maybe thinking backwards, that cost us a little bit, you know. Hmm. And I do remember even I I I, uh, I saw a couple of months ago uh David Sheepshanks. You know, and uh, even that, I remember, he said, listen, I always said those games when you missed, uh, we missed four games. I missed four games with the injury. If you remember, I got uh, tackled by Dean Dublin with his studs when it threw in my thigh. Mm. So I, had to, I missed the four games and we lost all these four games. I remember even the first game, you know, we lost. If you remember, we were playing QPR at home. And QPR was second from bottom or something. And they beat us 2-1 or 2-0 or 2-1. And I was out for four games and we lost the four games. We went, we went from top down to third, I think, in that time. Yeah. And you must remember the, the Ellen Road game. Yeah. When we, we played Leeds and I scored the first one. Then they equalised. And then Darren Curry had the opening goal in the last minute. And that same day, Wigan was playing the QPR. I think QPR almost was, uh, they were relegated. And they beat QPR 4-0 at Wigan. If we won that game, we would have gone one point ahead, two games to go. Mm. That killed us. And yeah. we played home, uh, we played home the last game of the season. We won 4-0. I think it was Forest, Nottingham Forest or Crew. Oh, Crew, I think. Yeah. Sorry, I normally uh, have my list up there, but yeah, you carry on talking. I'll have a look. And uh, then we went the Brighton away last game of the season, so it was like we need to win uh, four or five, and they had to lose by one, one or two. And we yeah. actually, I scored quite early on the game away, and and you know, you know when the, from the crowd, you know, like when the when they go silent or you hear the noise, you know what's happening. So we went on uh, half time, and Wigan was one nil up. So you know we were we were stuck in in the playoffs, and for us playoffs was West Ham was the killer. West Ham was the killer for us, you know. Mm. 
It was you you know, Kieran, some some of the ga- some of the clubs you just you just cannot get the results against them. Yeah. And that season we were uh, we were unbeaten at home till uh, till New Year. And West Ham came on. Uh, we were playing West Ham at home, and we lost. We lost to them, and uh, we lost twice in the playoffs. I mean, the first season I was there, we were West Ham were third. We were the sixth, and we lost to them. And the second season, we were third, and they were sixth. Yeah, and we. I think we had like twenty points or something. Yeah, they underachieved there because you, when you look at their team and the players, and Matthew Everington was great at that level, and Bobby Zamora. Yeah, we were the two best teams in the league, I think, at that time with the firepower and the yeah. personnel as well. But just wasn't to be. And it's funny though, like you saying about you know what Ipswich like and the identity of the club and it's crazy because Mick comes in and he does well to keep us at the championship with hardly any money but because of the style of play didn't fit the fans wanted him removed if you know what I mean it's so when you were saying like you knowing that would have given you an advantage if you had your pitch I think that's very important that Mm. fans have a massive say now and they want to be entertained and they want to enjoy what they're watching. And that wasn't the case with Mick, even though, like you said, his results and where he kept coming, he even got into the playoffs. But if you're a fan and you don't want to just be seeing the ball lumped and <laughs> into the corners and turn them over. I think I think this is this is the problem nowadays because you know, uh sometimes you have to know what you wish, really, you know, e- even the fans. And for me, it, it was so important because I honestly felt, you know, that's, you know, uh, that started to get the the disconnection between the fans and, and the team. And I, I had that in my mind, you know, if, if I was to get, say, uh, get the job, I wanted to have some opening days, you know, in training. So actually fans can come and watch and get the feeling a little bit what we want to do and how we want to do, because, you know, for example, I mean, every single coach wants to play fantasy football, you know, everybody, if you ask anybody, you know, but again, you have to understand the team you've got, the opportunity you've got, and what is, how can you get the best out of the squad you have? You know, sometimes you have to put the result, uh, the game on the side and things, because nowadays is football become results games, you know? If you get the if you get the results, you know people accept. But you know, uh, and like you said, Mick done unbelievable job because of that. What's what he has in his hand, and of course, Mick wants to play fantasy football and wants to win four and five and stuff. But when you haven't got the squad, you can't really do that. Yeah, hundred percent. Was the 6-4 win over Crew back in January two thousand and four one of the craziest games you've played in? Oh, <laughs> well, this is, this is, you know, like I said before, this is the team we had, this, this mentality we had, you know, if you score four, we score five or six, you know? So we were, we were not, you know, like, it, it was unbelievable, the team. And, and honestly, not just the way we played, but, you know, the spirit we had in a team, you know, it, it was, it was amazing. And I remember I'm I'm looking I'm looking the shirt of, of Jim, you know. He, he was it was amazing. And Aaron told us a good story about you and Jim. 
Yeah, I would have backed you, you, you to kill Jim, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would have backed you to kill Jim. <laughs> we, we were going to have a proper, proper fight, a running away, you know? Let and, me guess, he was moaning at you, was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He always it, moans. It was, it was a funny, but this is this is the mentality we had, and, and absolutely, I, I love that. And honestly, from that time, from that day, next day in training, everything was was fine. Yeah, we become best friends, you know, because I think sometimes has to have a bad thing to kind of understand the personality of 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 your teammates, because mm-hmm. you know, you know, you've been you've been all sorts of changing rooms, and and you also I've had a, I've had a player fight me on a pitch. <laughs> well, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's that's kind of I mean. I, I remember. <laughs> I remember that day with Jim. Oh my god! <laughs> so what happened? <laughs> was he just moaning again? Was he? No, actually, we were. You must not. We were reading away. Yeah. And ninety-second minutes, we were one nil down or two-one. I think one nil down. <laughs> we equalized ninety-second minutes or whatever it was. We put the ball in the middle. They put the ball in the middle, one pass short, long ball in the box, headed to what? We lost the game. So they scored straight from the kickoff. They scored straight. And obviously everybody was disappointed. And uh, the game went off. As soon as they scored, we put the ball back in the middle and the referee blew the whistle and and the game was finished. So we lost the game. And as you do, you go and... uh, Go and uh, clap the, the fans, and and you know on the field field you shake the hands with the players. <laughs> and I came to Jim shaking the hand, and he told me to, the you fun. know what? Yeah. <laughs> so I said, "What?" He goes, "You heard me." And run on the field, and Bam Bam was close, so he grabbed. I, I was chasing him, so he grabbed me. So he slowed me down, and as I walked in, oh, honestly, Kieran, I, I remember like now. <laughs> you know, reading there was those doors were flick, you know, like inside yeah. out, you know. So yeah. you just, and I, I didn't see Gaffer was just gone in, and I actually kicked the door, and Gaffer went like this. <laughs> he didn't know what was going on, and I went to gym, I, yeah, Papa, and. Uh, then the, obviously Bam Bam was was behind me and some of the lads. Bam Bam was a tough, tough, tough kid as well. <laughs> yeah. So they grabbed me and go, sit down. And then Jim's got up. He goes, maybe maybe you can beat me. Or he said, if you if you fight me, you have to to kill me. Otherwise, I will kill you. <laughs> Honestly, I got up. And throw everything I had, and I was running at him, and the whole whole squad got up, and and then I started shouting. So that's where we uh, really where we, where we sit down, and then you know, of course, of course, we were both disappointed, and you know, when he says that on on that heat, you know, straight straight after the whistle, you know, you you take everything personal, you know. Mm. But honestly, since since then, you know. It, we had, we had a, a great time and and we spent as a as a squad we spent loads of time together you know i mean 
most of the time after the training finished, we used to go have have some lunch in in town instead of having having a canteen, and and that brings that together. And it's in you know the fight we had, and we we always fight for each other. And honestly, we we had a great great uh, team spirit. Mm. Definitely. Brilliant story. I just want to speak to you. When, you've, when everybody thinks about uh, Shevki Kuchi, they always think about Darren Bent. And obviously, 2004-05, you scored 19 goals each. But the season when you first joined, you you kind of switched a bit and you played with Benty, you played with Pablo Canago, Dean, Bo- Dean Bodic burst onto the scene towards the end of that season. What what are your views on the different strike partners you had? They're all different than the... Uh, I mean... I speak to Darren quite a lot as well. And, you know, I, I laugh with him. I said, I, I made you a player, you know. But if sometimes you can't get hold of him, probably Kieran will know it's, it's hard to get hold of him. And and I said, I made you a player. You don't you don't uh, pick up my phone. No, 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 big man. No, no. He, he was amazing. He was electric, man. He, he, was, he was easy to play because Kelvin Davis, you know, launched those long balls and, you know, we got so well understanding, you know. He was it was easy easy to play with him, and uh, you know to 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 link because his speed and it, it was it was finisher, you know. He could he could finish, you know. And Pablo was different, you know. Pablo, you get in the ball in in the box for him, you know. Nobody will take the ball off him. He was so good to protect the ball, and you know it was easy to play off him, you know. So when he's park park, he is is the. <laughs> That bombing in a box, it was like you knew you know what's what was get for him, you know. So you play one twos and you know the ball will come come off off. So um, but again, this is what what it was, you know. We had some strikers, but we go really well with each other, you know, because sometimes that doesn't happen every club, especially when your teammates you're playing against same position, you kind of you have that competition and and you know that that's that relationship is not the best sometimes, but Ipswich, we, honestly, we, we, we were great. We had a great relationship between, and you know, it, it didn't matter who was playing, long as we get the results. And that's that's what it was, you know. And that's what I, I always think that was a special, special, uh, special bond in, in in between the team. Going back to sorry, just because just remembered, going back to your Sheffield days. Can you remember the time when Newcastle came down? In pre-season, can you remember that game? I can remember that game. Can you remember the goal you scored? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, so we played. We played Sheffield Wednesday. We had two. We sent two teams. We had a team team played Hartlepool, and then we had a team played Sheffield. And we got offered the choice which game you want to play. So I said I'll go down to Sheffield, and we lost four three. I think we were 3-1 up or 3-0 up at the time. I remember Robbie Musto playing against me in midfield, me just running off him all day, Shola played. And then they got it back to 3-0 and he was playing against Titus. (laughs) 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 And he scored like a Marco Van Basten type volley. Can you remember it? It was fucking incredible. And it was a pre-season game. And Bobby Robson hated losing any game. And he went fucking mental like Titus after the game. You've embarrassed us against you for Wednesday. And da, 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 da. So well, I thought about that. We probably got you your move to Ipswich after that game because of that goal you scored. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I think... Uh, what a game that was. 
Uh, I remember because I I always said, listen, I, I've never been, I never been most technical player in the in in the team, whatever club, whichever club I went. But one thing I I want to always make sure, if I wasn't in a top top three, I was the top. I, I was I was training like an animal because that was my strength, and I loved you know Titus Bramble, you know uh, Keon. Adams, John Terry, you know, because I knew I will, ha- I will have a battle. And that was me. That was me. I, I, I didn't have those ability to get the ball and run past people, even though I wasn't the slowest. When I get going, I, I had a little bit of speed, but that for me, the strength, give me the ball, put the ball. And sometimes out the box, you know, those little bounce, I used to smash them. Sometimes comes off, you know, but... Wow. It I remember is. that game. What a game that was for a pre-season game. Shame they haven't got YouTube clips like they have now. Uh, <laughs> Great might game. be some. Might be somewhere. Um, yeah. No. You definitely. I, I think you. If we talk about your style of, of of play and stuff, I think you know when I go on social media, everybody goes Shefki Kuchi. He was one of my favourite players. He was an absolute legend. And I think the main reason for that was that you went on the pitch and you played. You could tell you played with all your heart and stuff like that. So. It's kind of it's kind of great to hear the conversations about you and Jim kind of kicking off because you both really cared and and, and wanted to win. And your knowledge of, of of your town career is great, but there's just a couple of games I want to I want to speak to you about or a couple of things. Um, September two thousand and four, um, we were losing two one at home to Plymouth Argyle again. We were losing two one at home Plymouth, to Plymouth. Yeah. We beat them three two. Outside the box. <laughs> yeah, you scored two in the last eight minutes in that game. I was I was on a bench that uh, that game as well. I started on a bench, and Is then I fir- came on two one. Like I said, the first goal was nearly just outside the box. Came got, I, I think Darren Bent crossed it if I remember right. Bentie, I think from the right side, and header. And the the second one I flicked it. So, but I, I remember honestly. I remember yeah. those goals like today. Strikers always remember games and goals. We found we found that out from Bentie. Every other guest we have, they go, oh, I can't remember. I can't remember, but strikers know everything. Oh, man, you know, honestly, it is something when you're in a box. And I, you know, uh, when I played a lot, I was uh, 10 years with Finland. Yeah. And this is all, only in my career, but the only doubt, like now when you think backwards, you know, I just felt it for the national team, I never had the opportunity to actually show what's, what I can do and what yeah. I am about. But in other hand, you know, I have a tough comp- uh, competition there because it was for Sel, Litmanen, Johansson. You know, we were all all in in a, in a team, good teams, and we were all playing. And and this is the thing as well, Mikhail for Sel. You know, I mean, even today I have great relation. We I know his family. He knows my family. And I used to say, "Bloody hell, you never, never, never uh, pass the ball to me." You know, he goes. Sheva, Sheva, honestly, I know, you know, I love you, but trust me, when I'm inside the box, I don't see anything about the goals. <laughs> All I see, the, the goal, I, I, I don't pass the ball because I don't like you, but I just can't see you. The only thing I see <laughs> is the goal. <laughs> and I think this is, this is like I said, the strikers, you know, when you're in that box, you know everything what's happening, you know? So Pretty honestly, I, I remember all the goals. Remember, rather, I'm away as well. 
<laughs> yeah. You know, that, that play one, two with Jim and Jim was shouting to me, give it a ball, to be, give it a ball. I smashed it, you know, volley, you know, flew over the keeper, you know. But, what did you say to him? <laughs> and he, he got to me and said, you're lucky you scored because I And I used to go sometimes, Jim, I know you're good, but just give the ball to me. You know, that's what you're good at. To, you, you're good at to give the ball to me. I'm good at to finish. But honestly, we, again, coming back to those, you know, we, we had a great banter, you know. You, your final goal for Ipswich was in the, in, in the first leg of the playoffs away to, to West Ham. Uh, we were we were two 0 down in that game, and you you brought it to to two two. Um, we don't want to dwell on it too much, but I don't really think the team really seemed to turn up too much in the in the second leg. And sadly, what happened after that was that the likes of you and 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 Darren Ben and Tommy Miller all kind of go. And obviously, we as fans, we just read things that are in the paper. But you know, at one point, you were offered a a two year contract. To, to stay and then the contract was uh, uh, withdrawn and then you ended up going to to Blackburn who were in the Premier League and I think Joe Royal said that he, that he wouldn't stand in your way but but what was going on in the in, in the background for, for you to finally leave the club and move to Blackburn? Uh, honestly this is this is the truth and um, and like I always said if we if we got and gone up to Premier League I probably I will never ever change the club. You know, I'll probably I will finish my career there. But, you know, everybody's dream is even now today, you know, to play Premier League. You know, it's somewhere where everybody, the whole world is, is a dream of everybody. And uh, I remember like today, because honestly, like I said, I still uh, still have great relationship with Joe. I still still speak to him. Uh, I still speak to the David Shipshanks. And we had a chat. And as they know, because I turned down, believe or not, three times I turned down Norwich. And because of because of that feeling, how I had, <laughs> honestly, it was like uh, <laughs> you know when I came the first when I came after three weeks, yeah. I was at the office with uh, with uh, Gaffer, and and then I had a phone call. The agent told me, and then um, it was Norwich. Honestly, they they were they were double my wages. You know, they wanted they wanted to get rid, uh, me to to Norwich, and I, <laughs> I remember Joe going down to down the stairs in the reception. He goes, "Big man, is that Norwich?" I said, "Yes, Captain." I said, "Get up, get up in the office, put that phone down," and. Uh, and I, I said no. I said no to Norwich. And then a uh, couple of months after, they came in for me again. And then when, when my contract was finished, they they wronged me again, you know. But I said no. And the situation with Ipswich was very clear. And I remember uh, the chairman came and said, listen, big man, they were both with the gaffer. We're not going to stand on your way. You're being very special to us, and we want to be special to you. The chairman said, listen, we wanted to be a Premier League. We can't at the moment. We cannot give you that opportunity. Your contract is finished. I let you go and speak to the Premier League clubs, whoever you might have. 
But if you don't sign the contract with the Premier League club, please do not do anything before you speak to me. He said, I'm ready to do something which I never done before because what you've done for this club, I want to be honest with you as well. I'm ready to do something which I never done before. He said, you have your difficulties. You know, we have players here who they sat on the stand, they didn't care, they got the wages, they got the salary. You never had, because Joe told me once, the second season, he said, we went to pre-season in Denmark. We landed there after the first session. He said to me, listen, go and speak to your agent. You're not going to play for Ipswich anymore. What happened, I don't know. <laughs> so you find another club. I went, I went, honestly, I went mad. I was crazy. And I didn't know why. Because like you said, the first season we were doing really well and I, I've done okay, you know. And when he said to me that, I remember I, I called my agent. I said, listen, what, I, what, uh, what Gaffer told me. He said, uh, he said uh, well, that's what he's been telling me, you know, but it's different when the, I told him he has to come and say to you. Because the agent said to me, you know, the, the, the manager wants you to leave. I said, no. No, I, I had a great season last season. I don't want to leave, you know. So when he said that to me, I said, "Listen, I will, uh, I will show him." So I, I remember I didn't play any any uh, preseason game away. So I was training like, honestly, I, I went mad, you know. I, I just put my head in that. I wasn't talking to anybody. I just trained, 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 and then I had the. Uh, just before last pre-season game, I had a phone call. Uh, I was going to go to Germany. I had a Bundesliga team who called me. So uh, I said to the gaffer, this is what happened. And um, they said, okay. He said, if you want to go, you can, you can go. So then uh, I took my boots and everything. And they called me. He said, the, the guy, he said, uh, Listen, make sure you get your boots, you know, because you're going to train a couple of days with the team. I said, what do you mean I'm going to train? I'm coming doing medical, you know, and sign the contract. He said, oh, you're just, you're just going to train two days just to see how, the, how you get on with the team and stuff. I said, is this a trial or what is it this? He said, no, no, no. I said, listen, I'm not coming. So I turned it down. No, come. I said, no, 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 I'm not coming. You know, this is, this is not what we agreed, you know. So I went next morning and I said to the gaffer, I said, listen, I'm back. He said, what happened? I said, uh, I don't know. They, they changed the, the conversation and, you know, so now they want me for a couple of days to train. I said, I'm not going. He said, okay, you stay then. Then after a week, he phoned the agent and he said, Chef has been an absolutely different person since, since we spoke. So probably we will keep him. So from then, I never missed a game. The only games I missed, it was those four games who I got injured. Mm. And because of that, I think the chairman, you know, respect me. And that's what he said. Yeah, if you don't sign the Premier League, please don't do anything before you speak to me. And that's what happened. And obviously, I had, a, I had that time uh, uh, Everton, 
Crystal Palace because Palace was in the Premier League with uh, Darwin and Blackburn. Was Mark Hughes manager then? Mark Hughes, yeah. So you and, played with my mate Craig Bellamy. Yeah, he's. I mean, he made my mind up. You know, like when you look his career, and actually when he walked through that door. Soon as he walked through that door, and you know he's present and everything. Mark, yeah. I, I've got some buzz, you know, inside me, and we had the conversation. We had, and I was going to meet after that the Crystal Palace manager, uh, Darwin, mm. and. I said to my agent, listen, this guy is some, something something on him. I said, I want to play for him. Mm. And that's what I make my my uh, my mind up, really, you know. Blackburn had a great season that year as well, didn't they? they come yeah, back. the season before, they just stayed, yeah. I think, three, four games before. Yeah. And that season, we're, uh, we finished sixth, so we qualify yeah. for, uh, for Europe. Yeah. And uh, I, I had a, I had a good season, and uh, I always said, "You remember Cinema Pongo?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Liverpool player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He absolutely killed me <laughs> 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 because I was doing really well. I think I scored seven goals before Christmas. Yeah. And in January, we signed him on loan from Liverpool, and he must have a must have in contract because, you know, he come from right. Liverpool, you know, he right. has to play. So then from January on on, I was on a bench all the time, you know, yeah. and that's killed me because I, I was, I will definitely, definitely will go on, on, a, on a double figures on that season. Yeah. How did you but find Craig, Craig Bellamy? Craig was unbelievable. Eh? Good player, eh? He was, he was unreal, you know. Very but demanding he, as well as a teammate, weren't he? Very demanding. Bit like oh. Jim, isn't he? Bit like Jim. Exactly, you know, but he's honestly when on is like animal. Yeah, you know, when he was fit, he carried he carried the team on his own, you know. Yeah, but I remember uh, uh, <laughs> Blackburn. He he was he was gone, man. He could do anything. Yeah, of course. he was late on some in the training because uh, I think he, his boy was a Cardiff. Yep, that's right. Yep, yep. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. You remember the uh, uh, Blackburn? The training ground. Yeah, yeah. It was the building here that the where we changed in the car park. On the top, there was the four pitches where we trained, and down the bottom it was the goalkeeper, goalkeeper area where they would train. You know, so they always goalkeepers go there. We so when the keepers come to our field, we knew this this yeah. uh, games games to play. So uh, <laughs> he used to call goalkeeper coach sometimes. Itchy, itchy. Uh, leave the leave the field empty because I'm going to land with helicopter there. So <laughs> just before the train. <laughs> oh, I he was he was glad, man. But he could do anything. And yeah, yeah. The funniest thing was was uh, when we were uh, we were playing uh, on uh, Boxing Day. So the gaffer said, "Listen." Go and have lunch with your family. We were away to Middlesbrough. Yeah. Go have lunch with your family. And then you come, we train in the evening. And then we travel from, uh, yeah, the training from the, after training, we go to, to Middlesbrough. So <laughs> everybody, everybody was, uh, was in a changing room, one missing. Of course, it's Bellas. 
and the gaffer goes, okay, let's go out. You know, we're not going to wait him for hours. You know, yeah. we train. If he comes, he comes. If not, we we leave him out. So we go. Everybody goes in a in a train on a field. The next minute, you can hear. <laughs> <laughs> the helicopter and we honestly we didn't we didn't think it's going to be Bellas you know we yeah. thought Bellas is not turning up yeah. and then he landed on a car park behind <laughs> the stadium and everybody thought what's going on and then you know like the car park you had to walk all around you know to come to the yeah. changing room a blackburn yeah so instead of hurry up you know and trying to go around and get chains and come to the to the train and he's like walking as as nothing happened, as everybody's on time and everything. And Gaffer goes, uh, fellas, whenever you're ready, we're all ready, you know? So we can do a little bit circle and stuff. <laughs> and then he goes, instead of coming and uh, coming and uh, say, sorry, lads, I'm late, and everything, he goes, oh, bloody hell. You only find by finding uh, landing with helicopter is not easy. This Blackburn is not easy place to, to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But honestly, he was, you know, like you said, when he was fit. Honestly, he was unstoppable. Yeah, good player. Who became who became the manager after Mark Hughes when you were there? I actually left. Oh, you left because was it Graham Soonis? No, Graham Sunis was before Mark Hughes. Oh, he's before Mark Hughes, was he? Actually, it's quite funny because when and I Graham, came to Graham Sunis was the one who kicked Craig Bellamy out of Newcastle. That's how Blackburn got Craig Bellamy. So Sunis left Blackburn to come to us. And then Mark Hughes went in to replace Sunis. Yeah. It was uh, when I was at Stockport, before I went to Sheffield Wednesday, Blackburn wanted to sign me. And I actually went there for uh, for the week. You know, we agreed to go there for a week. You know, because, you know, the manager uh, uh, Stockport said some bad things about me. You know, he doesn't get on with the players and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, they said, okay, let's let's have him here, you know, just to see how, how we how we get on with the team. So I, I went there and I remember we agreed to go for a week. But that week... Uh, Sunday, Blackburn played New uh, Chelsea away, and then Tuesday they had uh, they had the Man City at home FA Cup game. And I remember, you know, Monday was no training. It was like for some of them was warm down, some of them warm up for the for the Tuesday FA Cup game. And uh, Sooner told me to come to the uh, to the changing room so I was there for a pre-match and everything you know so I was with the team and and then Wednesday we had off and then uh, then uh, Stockport called them back he said listen we need him back he said no we agreed that <laughs> the terms and everything you know I just wanted to I haven't even spoke to him yet he said no no we got some injuries we can't let him go and blah 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 so I had to go back mm. and then it was funny because like three years after I signed again, again for Blackburn. Crazy. Let's, let's fast forward to March 2008. You returned to Ipswich on loan, uh, this time from Crystal Palace. I, I, I read that you were transfer listed for, for gesturing to the, the Crystal Palace fans. Was that true? Oh, man. Yes, that's, that's true. And I never... 
it, it, it's, it was strange because, again, I've never been Neil Warnock's favorite. Neil Warnock hated me because every time I used to play against his team, I always scored. And honestly, I remember we played uh, Sheffield United. When I left Sheffield Wednesday, came to Ipswich. Alan Quinn mm -hmm. left, went to Sheffield United. And we, I used to stay over uh, Quinny's house, you know, quite a few times when I was at uh, Sheffield Wednesday, because like I said, I, was, I lived in, Sheff in Manchester and I was traveling. Sometimes I, I stayed with Quinny. They came to play us. <laughs> and he goes like, uh, Quinny said, that, what's, what's wrong between you and, and the gaffer? I said, what do you mean? I said, I don't know your gaffer. You know, I, I only know he's Neil Warnock and he's, he's your, your gaffer. But I said, I don't know him, you know. So he said, he hates you. <laughs> and he goes to Chris Morgan, you know, that was the captain. Yeah, of course, yeah. He goes, listen, that big cunt. <laughs> you have to kill him. If you have to break his leg, break his leg. If you stop him, we will win. <laughs> so he said, honestly, he absolutely hates you. And... Uh, Obviously, we we, uh, we played them next day because I, I went to the hotel, you know, they, they were staying in Woodbridge. So I went to see the lads, you know, and the next day, the next day we uh, we played, we beat them 3-0 and I scored two. <laughs> and it was fume. And then he came to Crystal Palace and he wanted me out. <laughs> Honestly, I swear till today. And this is some things which bothers me a lot, you know, because I don't care who he is, whether there's a manager, where if I've done something, I, I hold my hands up and I take the punishment, whatever it is. But if the people say something about me, which is not true, I hate it. And I, I will I'll probably, I'm, I'm the worst person to deal with. If it's nothing true, then I hate it. I remember we played Wolves at home. Of course, I didn't have the best game. You know, and, and you know, as a center forward, if you don't touch the ball two, three minutes, and then when it comes to you after three minutes, you then you can't get hold of it, bounce off you. Everybody like going mad. And, and I get more frustrated than anybody else. Because that just that incident with Jim that tells you know what kind of character I was as well, you know. I hated losing, you know. But like I said, I wasn't the worst. We played, uh, halftime was nil-nil. And I remember like today, he said, uh, we started the game, three minutes, the ball come to me, bounce off me, oh, the crowd goes mad. And then next minute, I see the border. And now my name, my number was up. And I go like, I go to Gaffer like, you know, you get pissed off and you were angry and, and I went like this. And we lost the game 2-0. We ended up losing the game 2-0. But again, it was still nil-nil when I came up. So after the game, Keith Girl says, the gaffer wants to speak to you. He came to the shower. He said, don't go home because they want to speak to you. And I was like thinking, you want to speak to me because we lost the game. And I was first one to come off the field, you know? Like, you know, when you lose the game as a center forward, you kind of take responsibility because you didn't score goals. And, you know, like, 
I was angry with myself, you know, why, why that happened and, uh, you know, why, why I was the first one to come off, you know. So anyway, he come, I went to speak to him. And then he said to me, he said, listen, the police going to investigate you, but I told them to not to. I said, what are you talking about? He said, oh, I said, what, what, what was this mean? What, why, why are they going to investigate me? What, what I've done? Oh, you put the finger up to the crowd. I said, no, Gaffer, no, 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 no. I said, that's not true. No, listen, son, listen, I told them not to do to forget. And also I told the press, I'm going to find you, but I will not find you, you know, you just go home. I said, no, 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 Gaffer. I said, listen, I'm sure there's video. I want to see this. I want to see this. Honestly, I, I, don't, I do not accept this. I said, of course, I wasn't happy. Of course, I was angry with you because you took me off. But I never put the finger up to the crowd. Mm. I said, one thing you have, to, you have to understand, I have few clubs. But wherever I be, I always have a great relationship with the fans because they know I give everything. I'm not the most popular player, but I fight. I haven't got the most technical abilities, but I fight. I give my all. No, no, I said, don't worry, go home. And I go home. And we got next next day everybody in because we lost the game. I went in like a normal, and we was uh, we were gonna have a meeting. And uh, the assistant came and said, Listen, the gaffer wants you out. I said, well, what's going on here? So anyway, I went out. He was in a corridor. He goes, big man, listen, uh, you go home, have a few days rest. I'll let you know when you come in. I said, Gaffer, I don't need rest. What, what's, this, what's going on? I don't want you in meeting. I'll call you when to come back. Mm. I was thinking, what the hell is going on here, you know? He said, I called your agent. I told him I'm not going to find you, but you, you, have a, you have a couple of days off. <laughs> and of course, I knew because I wasn't his, his, his uh, favorite player, you know? And I went home. I were five days. I hear nothing. I called my agent. I said, uh, listen, this is what happened. You know, what's, what's going on? And in two days after, the letter came in a post, I was two-week wages. I would be fine two weeks, even though he told me you're not going to find me. So I said, this is what happened. He said, well, let me speak to somebody. So he wrote the FA. They said, Have they, has he given any letter to him to say, stay home? I said, no, they haven't given me anything. He just said to me, go home. I'll let you know when you come back. Don't come in training. So he said, listen, you have to go back because if you don't go back, I think it was 10 days or whatever, they can sack you because, you know, you, you haven't turned off. If he hasn't given you a letter. So I went on Monday, I went in training. And he goes, no, you're not allowed, you know? I said, okay, then Gaffer, you give me a letter, sign me, sign a letter saying, I'll tell him to stay away. Then I'll go home. He said, no, I'm not giving you any letter. I said, okay, then I'm, I'm, I'm coming. So then, <laughs> then uh, I, used to, I used to go in training every day. 
in the morning, give you know the the first team of training there. He was a, you know, we we had a good banter. You know, he just wanted to get rid of me, and then he comes. Oh, he's getting his, he's too expensive. It's his wages. He's not, never get this, you know, and that's 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 what happened. You know, and then I was I wasn't allowed to train. We uh, we missed the. Uh, ben Watson mm-hmm. missed the penalty against uh, <laughs> against Bristol uh, Bristol uh, City on the playoffs. So we we missed the chance to go to go to the final. And then the, the season after, uh, I wasn't allowed to train. First six games, Crystal Palace. So that season, I came. I came on loan to to Ipswich, and I, I pulled my my hammy. But okay. that season, then when I went back, I wasn't allowed to train. I trained on my own. I trained with the kids. Six games, no wins, no goals scored, one draw, I think, and we lost five. Uh, Scoey got injured because Scoey was at Crystal Palace as well, and he had no options, so he had to bring me in. And I remember I was Crystal. Uh, Nottingham Forest, Crystal Palace, away from home. I was on a bench, first half. I came on second half. First touch, I scored. I loved the keeper almost from the court. It was long ball. And you know, but, uh, uh, here when when you see the goalie come out of the box, I thought, you're not getting there before me. Like, no chance. <laughs> and I see him coming. And just when he comes to the edge of the box, he realizes he's not going to make it. So he stopped. So I took it to turn around the, the defender and I, I loved it. I loved the keeper. One nil. We won one nil. And from then on, Neil Warnock was my best best manager I ever had. He comes a big man, do you want tra- a day off? Do you want this? Do you want this? Honestly, it was like never happened anything. But it was crazy, man. <laughs> how, how did it feel when you came back to it with John Loan? Um, obviously, in your debut, you didn't last mer- very many minutes until until you picked up a hamstring injury? Honestly, he's like, believe me or not, that club mean a lot to me. You know, every time I come, I come to Ipswich, soon as you get off the A14 or A12, depends which way I come, (laughs) go past Tesco's, you come on a top there, start to coming down and you see the ground from top there. You know, it's like something inside you, like, I just feel like this is my place. This is my place, you know. Uh, it is amazing, you know. And obviously, I remember, I remember that. that the worst, worst injury I, I ever had, you know. I felt like somebody shot me. I was, I think, I was through a one-on-one with the keeper. And then I just went down and I didn't know what happened. I caught up and as soon as I stepped, I went down again and my hammy was was gone and probably because I didn't play a lot. Uh, I didn't play that time at all, you know. I was at Crystal Palace, but I wasn't playing. And I think that had a big, big impact on me. What was what was Jim the manager like compared to Jim the player? Totally different. Totally different. And I, I, I would love, I would love to, you know, to carry on and, and, and play because... Uh, like I said, I have loads of respect, loads of respect, you know, for him. And uh, and he was a character. And I think in football, you need that, you know. 
you have to have characters, you know, to have have success. I think. Well, we've come to the end of your rich rich career. I was going to mention about Newcastle, but you obviously you, you had a little chat, but you you went to Coblenz, played for Swansea, Derby, Oldham, and then you you ended up at Hibernian. But I would certainly say from in Ipswich. All of the fans will respect you for all of the time. You know, 32 goals in in 92 appearances, scored some great goals as well. So thank you very much for your time that you spent with us this afternoon. And also thank you very much for putting on the blue shirt and giving it your all, as you said. Thank you. Thank you for your 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 time as well and for having me in, in, in a show. And uh, like I said, we all fingers crossed. And uh, I honestly do believe this this year is... Is a blue year, so so we're we're back. We'll be we be a minimum. We belong, you know. So I think championship is is the minimum what what that club deserved, you know. But sometimes, in, especially in football, you always don't this you don't get what you deserve, and and I, I think I think this is the time, and hopefully hopefully we can carry on and and go to the to the big time where everybody wants to be, and that is the Premier League. And to see you switch back there, you know, like will make my day. Yeah. Like I said, it's been really fascinating, some great stories and you can see your passion for the club just oozing through and I'd love to see you back at the club in some capacity, whether it be a manager or a coach one day. Um, there's a lot of talk that Kieran McKenna will eventually get poached by one of the big boys and um, obviously he's doing a fantastic job and hopefully not but if that was to ever be the case in the next couple of years then I'll be definitely vouching for you to be given an opportunity um, I would love to and like, like I said you know for me it's not uh, listen uh, I want to be a manager that's that's no doubt and you know I respect I respect Kieran a lot and what, what he's done because I don't know him personally I know who he is in Boston I don't know him personally but what he's done you know, I, I have lots of respect for him and, I, and honestly, I, I wish all the best. But I would love one day, whatever the, their role could be, I don't know. But uh, like I said, that club's given me a lot and I always feel I have to give something back for that club and uh, and hopefully hopefully one day I can have the opportunity and, uh, and try to give back to them what, what they give to me and to become and, and be who today who I am, you know, because... That was the, the the bouncing bouncing board for me, you know, from Ipswich to go and make the Premier League and and to be today who I am. So uh, I owe a club that club a lot. So and every time I watch the results, I I just wish them the best and uh, to get to get there hopefully one day. And if you do ever become Ipswich Town Manager, you got to promise to bring Jim as your assistant. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely uh, believe it or not, you know, honestly, I, I want to. When when I when I was I was some of a couple of players even even uh, that event I, I was having having in a thought and I already had a chat with him you know because I think to bring those personalities those guys who they've been there and 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 fans have feeling towards them you know that's that's how you make that connection and uh, you know yourself as well you know being there you've been now with the with the youngsters as well since. Those people who means the club mean a lot to them, you know. You know they're ready to leave, sleeve the, the, their sleeves up and do their work, you know, because there's lots of work to be done, you know. And that's that's where you net get those people when when actually they know the area, they know that the club inside out. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you, Shevki, for your time. Thank you. 
Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, keep in touch. We'll do about it. Yeah, I enjoyed that. So I can say this bit now. I couldn't believe it when it was like Chef Kikuchi is waiting in the dress room. He was just kept talking and I was thinking, hurry up and finish up. But yeah, brilliant. Thank you so much. Um, I'm really, uh, I'm going to message my daughter because when you joined, she was two and she had a little T-shirt of the Chef Kikuchi swan dive and um, you were her her favourite player. Mm. And one question I, I forgot to ask you. Did you did you pra- when you were young? Did you practice signing autographs for when you were famous? I heard that you did that when you were in school. A little bit, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, brilliant. Thank you. Okay, Jeffy. Cheers, take, take care. care. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 